Cut it out. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Bob Saget's dead. That's yeah, fucked no. up. We, didn't, know. we didn't even say anything. Yeah. Yeah. We're, well, it's fucked up. Yeah. Did we figure out how? Like, what happened to him? Um, it wasn't drugs. Right. It was like, Which I is think he had like a heart condition or something. Yeah. Okay. He just died in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember they found him basically like it looked like he died in his sleep. So. Yeah. yeah very sad. sad. I mean, you know, out of all the ways to die. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One of the least sad. Or at least we, we assume that dying in your sleep is peaceful or something, but. Well, it's like pretty convenient. Yeah. You know, for other people. Right. Except for the person that has to find you. But like, yeah. you know. Because the other thing is, like, the trauma of, like, dying in a really, like, gory way is always, you know, an extra level of sadness. Yeah. But but with, uh, in, in your sleep, it's, you know, you get the DMT rush, which Joe Rogan is really big into, right? Yeah, DMT no, he... stuff. You know? Man loves his DMT. Yeah. Yeah, we were having a very spicy conversation off mic about <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yeah. So, uh... Are we? Is this the cold open? Or are we? Yeah, done with this levels? is the cold open. Don't, yeah. don't, don't you feel Do cold? Yeah. Uh, no, it feels pretty good. In <laughs> you here. feel open? Yeah, I feel pretty open too. Yeah, it is very um, comfortable in here. Actually, yeah. hell yeah, it's very hard for us to keep our house uh, this this level of comfort. Well, like we have these two huge cast iron radiators. I miss in here. radiators. Yeah, radiator heat is. I is hate the way fucking to go. forced air. Yeah, but you got the geothermal, so I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, yeah, uh, so Neil Young is, uh, not, you know, not here in it, not here in the ivermectin, uh, and has pulled his, uh, entire... I mean, it's not just ivermectin, it's that Joe Rogan said that young people didn't need to get vaccinated. It was he that said the that they thing? shouldn't get vaccinated, in fact. And then he said that it causes heart disease, and then the guy, the, the, whoever he was Yeah, yeah, yeah there was some other dude, though, it was like, well, yeah, but it, it, it's it happens even worse if you get COVID. Yeah, and right? then because Joe Rogan's like, "Well, I didn't." That's, that, not, what that's, I read. that's not what I read. And then they fact check it in real time, and Joe Rogan's wrong, and he's like, "Well, I don't know." And, 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 he's, and he's like, "Well, yeah, but was that test done with children?" And they're like, "We're talking about sixteen to eighteen, like children you know, can't get get, get the vaccine." That's yeah. And then he's like, "Well, he's no, a it's, fucking idiot." He just like, so, keeps moving the goalpost so, over and over and but, over. But I mean, if, if his long form conversations are coming to you know some type of scientific consensus, and it's proving how much of an asshole he is. Then what's Neil so upset about? Right, because that is because, part of because this, of young the show. stupid men who listen to Joe Rogan, which is his largest demographic, don't care. They're not gonna. It's not gonna stick with them that Joe Rogan was fact checked wrong. They worship him. They worship the ground he walks on. Whatever Joe Rogan tells him tells them to do, they're going to do because I, they're stupid like him. I like the idea of forcing Joe Rogan to go back to doing Fear Factor. And that's, <laughs> that would be so and that's all he's allowed to do and just like in between forcing uh people to eat cockroaches for money he's also like you know just like leaning Hawking up ivermectin. yeah just leaning over and like you know uh uh, uh take take colloidal silver take colloidal silver <laughs> it's See, just like a, a little sign yeah. is coming up he's like he's like arrange the cockroaches into a little message that you know that, that says like eat protein powder or something. I don't, I don't know what, what kind of stuff he wants people to know, but yeah, it's, it's hard for me to like write off, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast entirely. Like I remember, you know, during the primary, um, when he had, um, uh, Bernie, Bernie on yeah, and Bernie, that was good. 
and he was talking about uh, Medicare for All. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. We need Medicare for All like yesterday. Yeah, that's great. Like, what's with the Democrats and the Republicans all being against this? This is some bullshit. Like, I think, you know, Joe Rogan's like chaotic neutral, like leans toward evil. But Jordan Peterson had been on his show and uh said, we shouldn't have health care for all because of all these reasons. Joe Rogan would be like, you're totally right, man. Like, that's like, (laughs) that would be like really oppressive socialism. That's not what we need. He's stupid. And he says whatever the last person who talked to him says. Yeah. And he's a dangerous force. I don't know. Well, he's like a gun, right? You know, like you can, you, you can, you just need to have a good guy with the gun. You just need a good guy wielding Joe Rogan yeah. to defeat the bad guys. Yeah, wielding Joe. Listen to Joe Rogan. Wielding- <laughs> so, yeah, so this is why we need to democratize Joe Rogan's production staff, right? It's oh, like yeah. We need to be able to vote socialize in. Socialize Joe Rogan. Yeah, socialize his staff. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's Neil Young's music. If he doesn't want it on Spotify, who gives a shit? Really, really the, the, this this argument will be over if, t- if T-Swift decides that she wants to take her music <laughs> that off. That would truly... That's it. Yeah. She, we she gets get to T-Swift decide. and Lizzo to yeah. just be like, no, we're done. Yeah. We're done with your platform. Go go on title. Yeah, t- it, it'll take like 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 two... Uh, like uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. Just any of them. Apparently titles... Some, someone more popular than Neil Young. Really. Pretty dope. Like, if you're a DJ, you can um, get a title subscription and... You can get all your streaming content brought right into um, Serato, like for live, oh, I love it when live that happens. mixing and stuff. What does that mean? Uh, Serato is a, it's like a application for computer DJing. Ah. And so you can use like time code so vinyls you can sample and stuff like and that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Basically like you, if, if you apparently have like a title subscription, everything on there, you can just like throw into a live DJ set without having to like, you know on DRM and like go through on YouTube to mp3.com and like download all of your files yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. load them locally. Like apparently it's pretty easy. That's cool. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to Hova. Um, yeah. Who? Who? Uh, Oh, is uh, that a Jewish you, person? No. Well, <laughs> that sounds, you know, we, we really Jewish. should talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jay Z calls himself, uh, Hova as in Jehovah. Oh, oh, I and didn't know I think that. yeah, I, I think the, that. I think the J might actually be short for Jehovah. Okay, really? Um, yeah, is he a Jehovah's Witness? No, no, no. <laughs> but I think his, his he na- just thinks he's Jesus. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I think his name is Sean. Yeah, was I, is it is this like well shit? Uh, Kanye did Yeezy, shit, is it? so now I have to figure out a different way to call myself <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, this is just, like also get into that space. Uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Am I, how am I supposed to cut that out? What the bur- the burping? Yes. Oh no. my bad. No, leave it. In. Well, I said I said excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, freaking goofy on me yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, Sean Corey Carter is um, you know his, his yeah. I knew his name, name was Sean Carter, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Jay. It's like Jay Z is like Jesus Z. Well, Jeho- Jehovah. That's not the same thing as Jesus, right? Yes. Isn't Jehovah like Jehovah's another name for Jesus? I thought it was like a know. Yahweh thing. It was like. They stopped calling it Yahweh when when Wait, I thought maybe I, I thought he called himself Jay Z because it's the J and Z lines that connect. Jehovah is God. Yeah, you're right. Brooklyn. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it is. I don't yeah. I don't know much about the etymology of Jay Z. Yeah, than... I thought it's something to do with the, the like the <laughs> like the subway lines that connected where he grew up. Yeah, it could be. Well, sound off in the comments we, if you know more about Jay Z. The than world us. may never know. <laughs> So, uh, what's going on in the world other than uh, people boycotting Spotify? Um. Well, let's see here. We have so we have so many things we could discuss. 
I think we should just get into Ross Duthers. Do we just want to talk about Ross Duthers? Yeah, let's just get, let's just talk about Ross. All right. So, uh, David pinged this for us back way back in October and we didn't talk about it because it just didn't really feel like it fit anywhere. And so we were just like, I don't know. We kept it in the parking lot in the show notes. Um, but he, Ross Duthat, recently wrote an article that I think makes this topic uh, particularly relevant. Yeah. And I mean, like, first, you know, like, if you're blessed enough to not know who Ross Duthat is, right? This is a person who gets paid a just ungodly amount of money to write about how, like, women pretend that they are, um, uh, uh, like, um, possessed pos- by demons. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the New York Times pays him a ton of money to, uh, write about how women say that they are possessed by demons to leave their bad husbands or something <laughs> right but, but but he believes that they are actually possessed and because he's the also I mean, like the same kind of bad husband more or than whatever, that right? he has like You're bad free. takes on the economy and like yeah. bad take he's you know like one of those oh, moderate i listen to both sides yeah. both sides have good ideas while al- while also being a converted catholic freak. like and super yeah. conservative yeah. Yeah, yeah like he's one of those types oh interesting so in 2015, Ross was bitten by a tick while roaming the grounds of his gorgeous new estate that he had just bought. With New York Times money with, in Connecticut, yeah. Well, and from selling his D.C. brownstone that yes. had, you know, he talked about its impressive appreciate, appreciation, um, appreciation in the sense of like appreciating in value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it probably did appreciate getting sold too, because now it doesn't have to have Ross do that side of it. Yeah. But... So he was he was walking the the grounds of his new estate and he got bit by a tick. And but he didn't know it at the time. He goes to the doc he's having all of these health problems. He goes to the doctor, blah blah blah. He's eventually diagnosed with Lyme disease. He's given uh the antibiotics, you know, round of whatever. Yeah, a ten day doc- regimen. Doxycycline, something. Yeah, yeah. Um and but he's still sick and it takes him like months and even like, I think it takes him like a year to finally find a doctor who will tell him that he has that this is like lingering effects of Lyme disease mm-hmm. and it's called like post-treatment Lyme post PTL something post-treatment Lyme, Lyme syndrome mm. now those of you who have been with us from the very very beginning way back yonder in like 2019 the real the real weed heads the real weed heads yeah this was like episode five or something I, like yeah that. it was yeah. very early on we did an episode on uh, chronic Lyme disease and it was at the time. It was right after this book had been released called "Bitten." I can't remember the author's name. Forgive me for that. But it, it was written by this science journalist who had been doing, you know, years of research on chronic Lyme. And there are also a few really good documentaries um, about chronic Lyme. One of them, I think, is called "Under the Dome." There's a few others. And basically, the the highlights of it are that chronic Lyme is not, there's no medical consensus. Well, there is a medical consensus. The medical consensus is that it's not real. But there are thousands of people who suffer from chronic Lyme, what they believe to be chronic Lyme. There are medical providers who recognize chronic Lyme, and they have certain treatments for it. But the main one being massive doses of antibiotics. And the reason that this supposedly works is because the bacterium that causes Lyme um, is made uh, by the government well that's <laughs> you know that's its own story we yeah. can we can leave that box of worms okay. closed for now perhaps go, but, ch- go check out that yeah, episode if yeah. you want to hear all yeah of it, it's though. ill-advisably called um you are not a dorito uh because back then we didn't realize that like you should probably name the episode <laughs> after we still don't know that yeah, no, no, after no. something that you're is not like a really mu- important you're not a muncho muncho yeah yeah no yeah you're not tostito we've gotten a little bit better at naming episodes yeah rookie mistake yeah 
I mean, if you were to search ironweeds Lyme disease, I'm sure the episode would come up immediately yeah. in your search browser. The point is, it's possible that it was engineered by the government, but who knows? Or it's also possible that it was just like an escaped, you know, superbug that they were developing on Plum Island. So. Yeah. But there definitely is evidence of the United States trying to weaponize tick-borne illness. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, that is uh, a fact. There, It is a fact that the, that the uh, military specifically has injected sort of like soups of diseases into ticks to see if they can get ticks to spread diseases. Yeah. Because our government is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it does, it's, it the best. it's the coolest. It's the best. <laughs> so, um... The the premise of the book is that, you know, chronic Lyme is at least real for the people who believe they experience it, and that there is a treatment that you can use, which is just these massive, massive intravenous doses of um, antibiotics. And one of the reasons that, that that's what you need to do is because the bacterium is um, very similar to syphilis, and it's uh, shaped in like a, like a corkscrew, and it digs spirochete. into your spirochete, exactly. And it digs into your tissue where it can sometimes lay dormant. Um, it's one of the reasons that it's the blood tests for Lyme disease are uh, fairly unreliable because, you know, your blood test might prove negative. But in fact, you have a whole bunch of it in your kidneys or in your heart. Um, there have been people who have required heart transplants because their Lyme disease wasn't treated properly and it fucking destroyed their their heart. So, but... You know, one of the things that the science journalist sort of uncovers is this massive industry around Lyme disease in which some of the most prominent medical professionals who sit on the boards of medical associations that, that, that determine the definitions of Lyme disease, the proper treatments for Lyme disease, they own patents and procedures around how you test for it and how you treat it. So they have a vested monetary interest in keeping the, in maintaining the status quo around Lyme disease. So why is all of this re relevant? Well, our boy Ross Douthat writes this article about how his experience with chronic Lyme disease has changed his um, opinions on American healthcare, And it's kind of an interesting argument that he makes. He says during his journey to try to get um, a diagnosis, to right. try to get a diagnosis before he knows what's wrong with him, he's like, you know, he cites this study from, I don't know, like a, a couple decades ago that showed that um, Medicare and Medicaid did not improve physical, being on Medicare and Medicaid did not improve physical outcomes for patients, but it did improve mental health outcomes, specifically because you're not constantly worried about going bankrupt uh, yeah. through for medical bills. And he basically said like he, so he supports a Medicare approach to catastrophic medicine. Um, but when he gets into trying to find treatment for it is when he, when he realizes, you know, whatever he thought this to begin with, but this is the argument that he makes is that, um, the free market system of healthcare in our country is what leads to innovation and experimentation and new treatments for complicated illnesses. So okay. basically if it wasn't for private, you know, enterprise in the American healthcare system, then he never would have been able to get these experimental treatments for his chronic Lyme disease. So pair that with what we know already about why chronic Lyme disease is not recognized as a real thing that's covered by insurance. It's because there are moneyed interests behind maintaining the status quo of Lyme disease. Yeah. And is he making the argument that if like we had, you know, um, one insurer, you know, like single payer healthcare system, then 
they would like systematically block out Lyme, you know, uh, informed doctors. So he basically says that um, because of price controls under a single payer system um, and the lack of a profit motive that private healthcare innovators, specifically like pharmaceutical companies or companies that develop treatment protocols for these things would not be um, would not be incentivized to innovate. Which, it's the same. It's a classic yeah. free market argument that, you know, the profit motive is the only thing that drives innovation. It feels like this isn't even as much about, like, innovation as it is about consensus, like, in gatekeeping. Well, right? not for him, but, yeah, I would right. say that is yeah. the actual. And it's, it's just, like, so goofy that I don't, I don't, I'm not convincing anyone of anything when I say this, but, like, the idea that uh, because I have Aetna and Chris, you have Blue Cross Blue Shield means that some, like, Pfizer is going to do more research and experimentation <laughs> just because like a different uh, leech, like yeah. c- sometimes pays for our care. Well, is I mean, very that's strange. Not, that's not his argument at Th- all. That is, that is, I mean, come on. It's, it's like, not, that, that's it's... so much part of his argument is that like, is because it, the increase of Medicare and Medicaid is about who pays for insurance. Not, no, that's the... not as, but he, but Medicare and Medicaid gives the government a lot of power to control what pricing. Yeah. Pricing. Yeah. yeah. So with pricing controls, there's less. In a, he argues that there's less innovation, which may even be true. I mean, to a, to a certain extent, yeah. Like, yeah the profit motive causes people to do stupid, fucking, crazy shit all the time. But where he's wrong is that m- so many of these innovations start in university uh, programs that are funded, funded by the by fucking government. government grants. I this is the part that uh, really jumped out at me was. Um, uh, and this is like you can just like imagine like Matt Iglesias like sitting patiently listening to him say this, right? Um, uh, uh, yet from my perspective as a patient, it was all responsible and necessary because my illness was severe and needed treatment. He's talking about going all these different places to find treatment, and there was no way at the time to know which specialist would be the one who helped, which test or scan would be the one that revealed what was really going on. Nor was I in any position to act as discerning consumer or a good capitalist <laughs> to do price comparisons between different neurologists or cardiologists while my legs burned and my chest blazed. Instead, as a patient, I was simply too vulnerable and desperate to do anything save throw myself on the medical system's mercy. Yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah. Right, th- this, is the, this is the, like, so much of all of the Obamacare bullshit was like, you can, you know, if you like your doctor, you can keep it, right? And then walking around, like, doing all these different price comparisons. And, like, I think Matt Iglesias actually does have, we had an article in Vox in, like, 2012 that was something like how much he loved shopping for insurance. <laughs> yeah. Or something. And, <laughs> what a freak. Right? And, like, one, you're, yeah, you're a fucking freak. And two is, like, this bullshit about, like, how people want to shop around while they're in pain. It yeah, just, makes sick. no fucking sense. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to wait till the moment when my body and mind are in a very comp- compromised state, and then I'm going to do a bunch of in-depth Excel spreadsheet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> analysis. I'm going to jump on Yelp. Um, so you're saying that that was a direct quote from his article. Yeah. So he essentially like significantly undermines his own argument. In oh, he this does article. it multiple times in that All article. The time. Yeah, yeah, he's constantly undermining his own point in that article because it, because it's 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 in, it, it's not based in anything other than like saving face and uh, an ideology that he knows uh, he has to toe the line of. To afford the fucking Connecticut house but if that you, gave him Lyme disease. But once you know, and this is not something that a lot of people know, once you know the way that the the discourse around Lyme disease has been restricted because of 
private monetary interests. Uh-huh. All everything else that he says in that article becomes um, undermines its own point. Yeah, because he would not have had such a hard time getting a diagnosis for chronic Lyme if doctors were allowed to believe that it exists, which they are not, because a very small number of people control the boards that make these decisions about how we diagnose how we diagnose illnesses. Which mm. then insurance companies then base insurance companies whether or not they're going to again. cover something. He finally got the mega doses of intravenous uh, antibiotics, right? I, no, I don't think so. I think he took, it wasn't like the mega, the, the huge doses of... What, um, what was it that finally made him better? He t- it was like more antibiotics, but it wasn't like the huge intravenous okay. doses of antibiotics. See, I think what really got him on the mend was all of the mental gymnastics that he had to do to be able to come to the conclusion that he came to. You know, we, we on the left, I think we don't pay enough attention to just how ripped you get doing all of those gymnastics. <laughs> like, you know, like we have a really... That is our greatest weakness. We have a very straightforward thing. It's like basically walking down the street or rolling down the street, not to be ableist, you know? Uh, it's basically, you know, um, our world is run by people with limitless greed and in the pursuit of profit, lots of bad shit happens. It's pretty, yeah. pretty smooth, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There, there isn't like, you know, you don't have to do any backflips. You don't have to do any muscle ups. You don't have to do any uh, iron crosses on the rings <laughs> mentally to like be able to maintain that, that worldview. And yeah. I think it's making us soft. I think you might be right. Yeah. Being correct about everything has really turned us into a bunch of pussies. Well, it's just, yeah. you know, it, like... We're not being creative enough. Yeah. Right? We yeah. need to we need to give ourselves puzzles to get out of, like, yeah. you know. So I so this is a controversial book, I'll let you all know. And in fact, if you go back and listen to that episode, you're not allowed to judge us for because one, we didn't know what we were doing back then. We were baby. We were ba- we were podcast baby. Um <laughs> and this is a a somewhat controversial book, but I do think it's worth reading anyway, and I did a, when I was reading it at the time, I did a bunch of fact checking on it and um you know, it's it. There's it's well sourced. It's well cited, um, or it cites well rather. So it's called "Bitten: The Secret History of Lyme Disease and Biological Weapons." But um, I I just think that if these this punditry class and Ross Duthat in particular had even just the slightest bit of curiosity and were capable of speaking from anything other than their own um, like privileged, out of touch perspective. Uh, then these all of these stupid fucking intellectually incurious arguments that they make all the time would just very easily fall apart. Yeah, yeah. then who would build pay the bills, right? You know? Like if if Ross had Googled chronic Lyme even one time, he would have found a bunch of establishment medical websites telling him that it doesn't exist, and a bunch of people who have suffered from it for years, and science and science journalists who are not part of those in- institutions telling him that it does exist, and this is why you can't get treated for it. He would probably also find the National Health Service uh, uh, page about chronic Lyme disease because they recognize it. Well, they, so the National Health Service, UK's socialized medicine, does not say that chronic Lyme disease is real, but they do have several things that say, like, you can have chronic Lyme for a long time. You can, you can have Lyme disease symptoms for a long time, and we recommend a 28-week uh, regimen of antibiotics, which is not recommended which is by not any anyone in the United States, yes. and and and, the, and there are like BBC articles. That's a lot of weeks. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 
uh, or sorry, twenty eight day, twenty eight. Oh, okay. sorry, but, but <laughs> yeah, not, 20, yeah. yeah, twenty eight day. I meant twenty eight day, but you know, not, but but here it's ten. Yep. Right. So it's almost triple, and uh, and they and there is like a actual like argument going on within the NHS about like what to do about it and whether or not they're even counting it enough, which is just not happening here. And then we were also this morning over breakfast, Brittany, talking about Germany. Another so place with socialized as, medicine. Yeah, well, they have a multi-payer system, but they do have, like, state in, state health insurance that everybody's on that is um, almost entirely comprehensive. So, um, And it's one of the only countries in the world that actually recognizes chronic Lyme and, um, and suggests the types of treatment that many of the doctors in the United States who do treat chronic Lyme and like as we said in that episode way back when, and as um, Chris Newby writes in this book, a lot of those doctors are like have their licenses revoked for treating patients outside of the bounds of what is considered acceptable. Fuck. So they got kicked right off Spotify. <laughs> they're being censored. <laughs> so yeah, and, and the thing the thing though is that like Ross did Google it, like he did see these things, and he doesn't talk about it. Right, like, like, sure. he, like, this isn't. Some, he's not. He's not stupid. And so, like, I, I think, I, what, what, you think I, it's more nefarious. I think it's so nefarious. And it's not. And of course, it's not Ross. It's the people that enable Ross Duthat's like wonderful, wonderful world of quackery and Catholicism. Right? Is that like, it's it's the New York Times, right? Yeah. Like the New York Times, uh, just. You know, it's the failing times. It, 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 uh, <laughs> it's fake news. It, 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 yeah, it has a shit ton of fake news about the Iraq war and about COVID and about now uh, and about Lyme disease. Like, they, they, they speak a, a ton of, like, fake shit all the time. They do. Also a lot of good stuff, but also a lot of fake stuff. I'm honestly disappointed that there aren't more demons in this piece. You know, also that. Like, I, I, it's also, like, very strange that all of a sudden when, when like, Ross is, like, in pain... This is actually, I, I'm, I'm serious about this, is that, like, all of a sudden, like, once he, like, actually needs something to happen, all this, all the spectral shit goes away. Yeah, there's Like, no... shouldn't he be pray, praying, another... to, praying to this bleeding Jesus about this? <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing from the article, though, is that he straight up admits that prior to his experience with this, he would have assumed that all of those other people who suffer from things like fibromyalgia, um, you know, the chronic, chronic fatigue syndrome... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These things that doctors are very quick to dismiss as purely psychological yeah. and therefore not worth treating, not worth, uh, you know, uh, examining at all. And he admits that he would have fallen into that category, too, before this mystery illness, because he was told so many times by doctors that it was in his head, that it was psychological, that it was stress, that it was anxiety. And um, and he's able to say that and never make the fucking leap that any like rational thinking human would make to maybe all my other assumptions about this are also incorrect maybe my assumptions about how you know a for-profit medical system works is also incorrect maybe those two things are related <gasps> Egad. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like it, it's just nothing it's just and this is why i guess maybe i'm being naive in saying that it's his incuriosity that causes this to happen maybe it actually is more nefarious than that but to me it just reads as somebody who like is so blind to their own logical inconsistencies that they can't make the final leap to like a recognition of the truth, which is that this whole system there is irredeemable 
It is not, you know, it, the, the, the idea, which is false, that it creates innovation and experimentation mm. is, is, fal- is false. It's a false premise. So maybe it was demonic possession the whole time, but the specter is profit. Whoa, Ooh, specter yeah. capital. Yep. Very spooky. Yo, I can't believe Biden blew up that bridge just to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. It's fucking crazy, dude. That's fucked up. He just rolled right into Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I need to talk about crumbling infrastructure, but nothing is crumbling. <laughs> Actually, that's not true because a lot of Pennsylvania's bridges are crumbling. Um, upwards of 3,000. Yeah, I kid. Uh, our our infrastructure shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Failed ass state. Uh, when I, when I, back when I was... Uh, Doctor Doctor Joe Biden and I went to went, we would we would cross bridges all the time, man. We would always go to the bridges. We'd jump up and down on them because they're so strong. In America, you know, you go to a bridge. It was a bridge to just not just over water or, or land, but it was it was a bridge to opportunity. And those bridges, man, everyone loved them except for the blacks. No, wait, sorry, no, the black. <laughs> everyone can use bridges now. I love I love bridges. Thank you. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, Joe, you got to quit being slightly racist and then trying to walk it back. You yeah. got to stop that, no, man. You're president now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and there's a reason why these bridges are crumbling. It's because we don't fix them and we don't fix them because there's no money for it, even though in Pennsylvania, they have some of the highest gas taxes that should go toward paying for fixing those bridges yeah that's the whole idea of a gas tax yeah, right it's right. not trying to like do anything about climate it's no. trying to say okay well like our roadways and the driving infrastructure we have serves the use of drivers driving driving is proportional to gasoline usage which is why we tax gasoline to fix Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That all makes sense. And, right, right. and at the time, that was unprecedented, right? So when yes. we set up the highway tr- uh, trust, something I forgot. I forgot it's, it's got the word highway and trust in it. It was set up in the fifties under the Eisenhower administration when we were setting up the international interstate highway system, and it was um, and everyone balked at the idea of a tax that went to a specific thing that had never been really a thing that people did before and it was um uh pushed by guess what the car company isn't that like yeah. what you want so though? that they didn't have to be held responsible yeah, for yeah. repairing infrastructure <laughs> which was which was something that the streetcar industry and the train industry was responsible for and yep. they knew that they couldn't get put on that hook because that was a big reason why uh all of those companies that were running uh, mass transit went under is because uh, maintaining infrastructure is very expensive, and it turns out you can't run it at a profit if yeah. you're uh, responsible for all these all these costs that you can just externalize into the public sector. Mm. Uh, so the car companies made sure that that happened uh, from the get. Yeah, interesting. So Pennsylvania has um, the highest fuel tax in the nation, fifty seven point six cents a gallon. Damn. Um. Yep. And the uh, Department of Transportation in Pennsylvania, which has an overall budget of $10.2 billion, advocates $2.5 billion to construction projects every year. Um, but last year, 
802 million of that actually went to state police. Wait, what? <laughs> of the money that has been collected through this fuel tax over the last six years, $4.2 billion of that fund have gone to state police. Huh. You so, can't drive on state police. Yeah. They, well, they drive on def- the road. State police drive on the road. So, yeah. you know, something, something. Sounds like they should be paying the tax, not getting <laughs> the proceeds on it. So lawmakers have been calling for a different way to get police uh, funding because apparently... There's no option to just cut police yeah, funding. Right, of, of course. Always, oh, it must look, go up. Look, look, compromise position, they just don't get to use the bridges. You know, the, the state, oh, the state like troopers, that, yeah. they just can't cross a bridge. Unless they answer these questions three. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about this? Everybody who wants state troopers to be a thing, they can voluntarily pay for the state troopers. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Well, so what uh, what the governor has been pitching unsuccessfully, uh, one of which is a per-person fee for communities that rely on state police coverage, which is, these are these would be like the smallest community, places that don't have, don't have their police own force, police, so yeah, you're going to charge yeah. them for the use of state police? And like the majority of what state police do is like pull people over on interstates, right? Like, oh yeah. That's like the job of state police that and like to kick people out of parks when they're like well protesting. and they police na- communities that are too small to have got it municipal okay police yeah right. or, well, or they'll they'll have like a county sheriff and they'll hunt fugitives also which which would do that yeah so yeah 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 the state but yeah state police is like yeah they, they police highways and write tickets and then like if there's like a huge like something big they might be required to do crowd control or stuff and yeah, like interface with a the municipality FBI. might call yeah. and help with state police. Yeah. Yeah. And if I did like a crime in Troy and then just like bounced but was still in state, like they wouldn't send like the Troy police looking right. for yeah, me. Yeah, no, they like, would find either county sheriff or if necessary, if you like went up to Utica or something, then yeah, you'd need state police. Hmm. So yeah, enjoy all your cops. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. about your bri- sorry about your bridges, though. Yeah, well, it, it, and did you see like when so that that uh, that police officer in New York City got shot? It was like the first time a police officer got shot in the line of duty and died in a very long time. Uh, and the, the police funeral. Did oh, you God, see pictures that was, from no, this funeral? Yeah, that, it, that. it looks like, yeah, it looks like, like a fucking Batman movie, man. It's just like, it's just black, sea Boards. of black yeah. uh, uh, police off, you know, like officers in, in dress uniform. It's just black. It just goes on forever. And yeah. then all the cop cars, they just like shut down everything for this funeral procession. Wow. And it's, it is, if you ever question that you were in a police state, like when one of them dies and they want to show up, it is horrifying. Also, how, how many cops? by a cop too? No, no. That wasn't, okay. No. No, no, this was this was the perfect death, oh, right? right? This, this was, was like, a, he yeah. was responding to, like, a domestic and uh, someone with a gun that had, that had a prior shot and killed him. And so this is just, like, every point in this. It's the unicorn of is, yeah, police death. Yeah. And, one, it, yeah. and it never fucking happens. And How this time it happened. And they're, and they're rel- uh, it, it's, it looks like tens of thousands. Wow. It, it looks like a, a, a ton, which also goes to show that apparently they can maintain a force with that many people all in one place. So really, the, everyone that showed up is extraneous and they can be fired. Seems like. Well, let's write a letter. Make it happen. 
Have you guys ever seen those um, stickers with like Biden where it says like, that's me. Yeah, right. I did that. And like they put it up on like the... the, Where the fuel price is. Yeah, the fuel price when you're like pumping gas or whatever. Yeah. We should uh, make one that has like a Pennsylvania state trooper like pointing (laughs) at at the number and being like, that's all me. I I did did that. that. I really like that idea. We we should get a a Justin Rosniak on the phone. Uh, He could probably... Oh, hell Send yeah. Them out. Well, maybe we could do a, um, uh, a, a cross pod merch. Yeah. Where we send out to our mutual, yeah. um, and th- their stuff is union. So yeah, we should, we should. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Pennsylvania listeners hit us up if, yeah. you, uh, if you're interested. If you're interested. One last thing about this bridge. Uh, somebody dug up a tweet from 2018 of a person taking a picture of this bridge and one of the girders having been rusted completely in half and detached. And they took a picture of it and they tagged the 311 service in, in uh, where Pittsburgh, I think this was yeah. anyway, and reported that this, that this thing was, it seems like a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, uh, we've, we've created a ticket for this matter and we'll, we'll take care of it. And was that like within days of? No, the- it was in 2018. Oh Jesus! That yeah, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. No. <laughs> no, and there had been there 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 was like um they'd done like a temporary fix of like taking a um like a metal rope you know like those metal fiber ropes that are yeah, like really yeah, heavy just- duty yeah and they had ten- they had tensed it like in the same direction as the beam. And that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, is that every we David and I were just saying when we were driving here we we're driving down Eighth Eighth Street. local Trojans will know 8th Street over by RPI. Mm -hmm. That road has been a piece of shit for, I've lived here 12 years, and it has been a piece of shit ever since I moved here. Yeah, It's not like it used to be a piece of shit. (laughs) It's still a piece of shit. (laughs) The road is like, I'm afraid the cars think that I can't change. (laughs) And and I think that... The road's like... We're ever gonna make them sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Please, Eighth Street, no sloppy bottles. No, no, no sloppy, sloppy bottles. <laughs> but episode title. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but that is like the perfect that that is the 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 distillation of American America. Right yeah, now. yeah, just everything it's that just, we do. Everything yeah. is just fucking band-aided over and yeah. like Slap whatever dash. the cheapest, most short-term fix for fucking anything that yeah. we can manage is all we do unless it comes to cops. Unless it comes to cops. <laughs> yeah, true. True. So, hooray. Oh, hooray for us. Yeah. Rome 400 AD. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like the the guy fixing that bridge like, you know, with bubble gum and like the steel cable. Yep. Slaps it. It's just like, man, you could fit so many poetic metaphors in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we talk about this uh, crypto fraudster? Sure. Surprise, surprise. So this is not the guy who got all his apes stolen, right? No. No, no. No, this is a Because that was very fraud. sad. I thought that was very sad. I can't believe somebody isn't the whole point of all of this non fungibility so that no one can get your ape. Yeah, but his apes got funged, and you hate to see it. It's heartbreaking, right? But it, actually, no, that's not the point, right? the The only point is that you can own something. That's the only point of this technology: is that you can 
sh- you can like show that you own something but while the, not you, actually owning it. Well, it means you possess something, right? And that, but you, you don't can, possess it. Yeah, this guy well, like until, no longer possesses. Right? His yeah, someone else does. He, but he never possessed them. He, it's an image on the internet. That's not what possession is. Yeah, but it, well, I mean, like he's got the receipts. Okay, okay. Got, <laughs> that they're yeah, backed yeah, up right. on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so it's. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's only because I've been reading the Dawn of Everything, the Graeber Wengro book, which I'm, I'm loving. I'm on like page 200 and still like not halfway done. Uh, um, it's um, a big part of possession is the ability to destroy something or or in like in, in the case of like the Western ideal of ownership, it means like no one else can touch this except me. Right. And and the thing about an, an NFT is that it like it doesn't mean that like no one can steal it it just means that a single person has access to is like you but know anybody can say, access it well well the, the picture you can yes right click and copy but there is like some like piece of stupid code on a blockchain that means that you have fifteen thousand dollars now or something. But it's not real. Yeah, no, it's not real. But if but well, it's as That's real like as that. I own a ghost. But, well, it's like, as real you, as you any, own several. We yeah, yeah, about yeah about we've this. talked about this. We do own ghosts. I do not own them. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's as real like anything else in a property regime. It's as real as everyone else agrees that it is. So, like, if, I think the difference is that like the the like what do we say? Property is whatever. Property must be defended with force. That's yeah. how you know that you own it, is that you have to protect it with force. Mm. You don't protect an NFT with force. You attack. You don't. Uh, it just It just <laughs> is somewhere. It, it would be like if I say, I own the New York Times now because the New York Times is on my computer as a website. <laughs> like, that's, to me, like, that's the same level of ownership Damn. that is yeah. like th- 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 that an NFT expresses. Like... Well, I guess like I own Monument Square. I own that yeah. statue. You know why? Because I created a, a a text file in my computer that says Britney owns Monument How Square. How much she statue. wants that text file? Yeah, right. ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Venmoing you the money right now. Yeah. Well, no, but the, I I don't know. There is something like money is exchanging hands, which is an which I think is important here. And there is enough people that agree that some line of code means that you are entitled to actual money, right? And so, like, otherwise people wouldn't be bothering stealing these things in the first mm-hmm. place, right? So, or, or or creating Ponzi, very lucrative Ponzi schemes, mm. right? So there are these technologies that do at least influence enough people to hand over their money or to say, I actually don't have that money anymore. Mm. And that's what matters, is like the- I guess is, I just, that, that's gotta be something that to me- that has to be a new category. That's not possession or ownership. It's just too abstracted out. Like, we have to be able to call it something different to make it, a, to draw a meaningful distinction between that and, like, owning a car yeah. that is in my driveway that I can get into and drive around in. Well, yeah, I, well, that's the difference between uh, possession and owner, and private ownership, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a possession, which is what you talk, a car that you walk, that you drive around in mm-hmm. and that you... Uh, get utils out of there's a use of fructian thing there right but then there's of utils yeah 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 
Uh, but then there is uh, uh, um, the, the the there's a third right. Usufruct is uh, is a, it starts from a Roman yeah. Usus fructus, fructus and, and then non- there's a, and then there's a third one destructus yeah. non yeah, which is the the destruction part yeah 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 right yeah and and, and I, I NFTs yeah you can, well you can't destroy them necessarily either right because they're immaterial yeah you can't so there is something yeah I think really different here. But the I, I think what's what's important to and I think the difference if I could try to like actually figure out what the hell is different here is that instead of institutions that have social standing and political standing, you make a technology that is supposed to like un, you know in an untrustless fa- you know like in a way that does not require trust, which is what institutions are largely based on, mm-hmm. right? Say that someone owns something that is the fault that is the like the falsehood that all of this is based on is that you can translate institutional trust into code but that code still needs to be trusted also because otherwise china for example couldn't go nope that's illegal now and then like slap a thing like nope you can't do that and then it's over right like that's mm. then that, that's not I mean, you can do that with an institution, say like that institution's illegal and stuff. But there, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't. Like, I think okay, it's different. So, so the thing that makes you own an NFT is this piece of code that exists somewhere that says that you own yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. I can't find that code and change it the way that I can alter or destroy something that I own. Like it's well, but you can write to the blockchain again and say now that person owns it. Which is what these people are doing. They're they're stealing the to little me, like, like line of code and saying, "Well, now I have it." To me, the closest thing that I can think of that actually happens in the world is owning a star. Like somewhere, <laughs> yeah. some yeah. organization says that you own like UB five eighty seven X. Yeah, that's all. And, that like this that's is. your yeah. star. Yeah, and you this own is, it, and is, you could theoretically sell. If, hey, man, you want to buy my star for so 50 this is bucks? The, the this organization is the Church of Latter Day Saints. Yeah. right. Do they sell stars? <laughs> they sell planets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody's gonna eventually know, become eventually a god of a well, planet. They sell yeah. them though. That's well, only for God I, to do. Well, I mean, I mean, but you have to pay a lot of money to get that's up and you know that's get high true. up in there. It, no, that's Scientology, isn't it? Uh, no, it, no, no. The, the, the Mormons believe that the afterlife. You get, yes, you're is, right. You're is, right. Is, is like yeah, being the patriarch be a of, of a planet. of a planet. God, that's so fucking sad. That's fucking awesome. So much better than like staring at down from a cloud onto a deteriorating planet for millennia. I mean, that's not what I plan to do in heaven. <laughs> I mean, it's a, I'm it's fucking a, drop a molly and go into the, the rainbow. <laughs> I mean, it's a great. It's a great. If you think like the historical point at which that religion was invented, right? It's people all going to like land rushes and and you know. And, and 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 like all the scamming, we're, we're real. These are actually very very close, right? Because yeah. there's a shit ton of scamming going on in the, in the Western frontier. Yeah. And and what what, what is the, the the Mormon guy? I forgot his name. John Smith. John Smith. He, he, he's, he's a scam artist. He's, yeah. he's a scam artist. Yeah. So like, of course, the <laughs> end like, result of like, of a scam artist religion <laughs> is like, like you're going to own a tablets. whole fucking planet. I totally found these. Yeah. yeah like, it's, it's and only I people, can read them in this hat. Yeah. So just you got to take me on but, my word here. But it's telling a bunch of people who are motivated by like owning a large plot of land. It's like, like fuck land. You get a whole goddamn planet. It's also that is an intensely an patriarchal. Yeah, it's an yeah, and, it's to, an, like, yeah, and you get to be a patriarch of a whole planet. Which I think there's something to that with NFTs too yeah, like, absolutely yeah it's very scammy 
Um, it's all about like controlling something ephemeral, which is, you know, the, the coolest kind of control, much like owning a ghost or a star. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, like how, how much bullshit is it to say you own land in the first place, right? Like what are you like? Well, that's yeah. why I bring up the force of violence. Yeah. Like, is you that you can call the police and tell people can, to get off. Yeah, yeah. That's what means that you own it is yeah. if you can shoot someone who tries to take it. So or, in the metaverse, like people are investing in real estate. And so that's going to be it. If you like accidentally walk on their lawn, like a uh, animated NFT of um, uh, Clint Eastwood's going to come out and with a gun and be like, get off my lawn. And then if you don't get off the lawn, then your uh, avatar will be uh, uh, perpetually tortured forever. I think yeah. you get a yeah. jolt in your yeah. headset. Right, yeah. You die in real life. You died in the metaverse. <laughs> you died in the metaverse, so you so have to die in real life. I've also been uh, reading Dawn of Everything. Yeah. And this brings up another uh, thing. You know, all these apes, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of power in these apes. And Literally. the apes' power is getting concentrated into too few hands. And I think what we need to do is have carnival in which for like one or two days every year, we all get to vent our frustrations and allow some boy king that we elect yeah. to own all of the apes. But and only then for like distribute them. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, have an know, NFT, just, NFT jubilee. But th- yeah, but then we, then they go back to the original owners because you know we gotta like maintain. Uh-huh. Obviously, like you know we can't be upsetting the apple cart of the apes. But like for the a, apple cart, yeah, the apple yeah. cart. Um, <laughs> but no, we that'd be a banana but, cart. <laughs> but you know, we just we're, we're going to have some frustrations to vent around this disproportionate ape ownership mm-hmm. on the internet and um i think we should be looking into tradition and i think the boy king should redistribute the apes for all i think that that's the only way to make it like the seven-year jubilee in so, israel like so permanent carnival well no i think it should be a jubilee jubilee that's what that's what truly keeps the masses uh uh fat and happy yes yeah, zero out the the ledgers every once right. in a while oh, every, yeah. every seven years as Yahweh demanded. Come yeah. down. Jay-Z, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, Brittany, I think you're right that like, yeah, it come, it does come down to, to, to some form of violence or like being able to say, like, get off my ape. Right? Like, <laughs> right, and, yeah. and then the state backs it up, which is, I think, the, the, the key lie in NFTs to, a, to an extent. Ape, bro. <laughs> is that you have to be able... To like the thing about the the non fungible token, the NFT or crypto or something, is that it is a thing. It's like only halfway there, right? Like, in, like techno libertarian bros think that that's all you need. In the same way that like, oh, we invented like it's like saying like I invented a con- like a written contract, sure, and now any and now we can own land and and people and <laughs> and spices and shit. It's like no, you need Coercion. an institution. To say that contract is binding and that there and are consequences. Yeah, yeah. There are consequences if you if, yeah, if you don't follow that contract. Which is with NFTs and, and blockchains and all that bullshit, it, it is the same kind of contract, but it, in, no in a force. different form. But yeah, but there's no force, which is why you get all the Ponzi schemes and, and grifters and Which takes us to the, the story. The story. Y- yes, yeah. okay, finally. Perfect. I, f- yeah. I even forgot that this was really <laughs> <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> so the, the, yeah, this, so this is a um in Vice uh crypto co founder revealed to be infamous fraudster, investor shaken. Oh, shit. Oh no, really? Yeah. So th- this is um How uh, does this keep happening? Uh, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
On Thursday, a Twitter user who goes by ZachXBT.ETH, okay, quote, with a track record of unmasking crypto scams and nefarious behavior, unquote, according to Coindesk, accused, uh, what was, how do you pronounce it? Sifu? Sifu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sifu. Chinese for uh, teacher. Right. A core member of the founding team behind the popular, again, this is going to be a word salad, Avalanche-based Wonderland DeFi protocol and its time token of actually being <laughs> Michael Patrine, right? Okay, so there is Avalanche a... based. So apparently, so it's, it's a, from what I'm understanding, Avalanche is some sort of probably code or... Avalanche or, or is an eco-terror term. group in Final Fantasy VII <laughs> that is actually fucking lit. Yeah, um, okay. So... So, because it's because Wonderland DeFi is based on something called Avalanche, I assume Avalanche is some platform or or uh, thing. I don't I don't know. Um, and then Wonderland DeFi, uh, DeFi means decentralized finance yep. protocol. Yeah. So so yeah, and it has a token called Time. Okay. Okay. So okay. It's all so, fake. So a bunch yeah. of fake so shit, bunch right? of fake shit is run by Michael Patrine, who's changed his legal name twice. Nice. That's how you know he's a he's red an alert. upstanding citizen. Ladies, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was co-founder of Quadriga CX, a Canadian exchange that shut down after Patrine's partner Gerald Cotton suddenly died in India in 2018 while owing users around 190 million dollars in crypto Fuck. at the time uh, at the times exchange rate suddenly died eh yeah huh, right interesting yeah and died in a foreign country and no one can find him interesting yeah uh later investigators determined that Cotton was operating Quadriga CX as a Ponzi scheme near the end of his life which basically means that you take in new users and use that the money that those new years new users have to pay the older ones who want to get out because they realize that this is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, or they knew it the or, whole time. Yeah, they knew it the whole time. Yeah. yeah, and they're ready to cash out because they can see the bottom of the pyramids, you know, like kind of yeah. forming, and it's like now and time to cash it's out. It's like a uh, a game of accelerating people into uh, a game of musical chairs. It's yeah. like LuLaRoe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, yeah, because they're all Ponzi schemes. Yeah. 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 yeah, and the basics of it, yeah, just being that, some some people at the top probably knew it. Others got lucky. Yep. And you just realize that like now is now now is the time for it to be over because these things are finite. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, um, if anybody's interested in Herbalife, I have a garage. <laughs> yeah. We, we got a really good mix. Yeah. This stuff works. All it right. Is so good. I feel so great right now, and it's because I took. Uh, I don't. I don't know Herbal, any of the names. Herb, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Herbalife. The green green, uh, green monster vanilla corn. Tights. Drops. <laughs> yeah, these are tights. <laughs> I put these tights on, and it gives me that, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. I think I, I'm wearing tights right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah. So uh, they look I, great. I oh my god. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so this I like. I like. I don't want to. There's there's a lot of victims here, and I don't want to make it seem like we are laughing at at, the victims. Vi- at victims no. that that had a bunch of stuff stolen. However, <laughs> Sestigali is a prolific developer. So th- this is a uh, who, who? Wait, sorry. Who? Um, Daniel Sestigali is the founder of Wonderland. Confirmed the allegation that that like this that you know this fraudster is 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 his co-conspirator. Whatever. I think it's Danielle. Oh yeah, sorry. I did a I did a sexism. Danielle. Ladies yeah. can be uh, fraudsters too. Fraudsters yeah, exactly. Too. Go Ladies on, brush, brush your shoulders off. <laughs> 
brush your apes off. Yeah. It's okay. Girl bossing. Yeah. Man, a lot of hope uh, this out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A prolific developer who is behind multiple DeFi projects, including Agra. <laughs> Abracadabra's magic internet money token. Nice. How could any? Okay, listen. How could, I know. How could you go wrong? I I, I really don't want to like be cruel to people who have fallen prey to these yeah. scams because if you think it can't happen to you, you're wrong. You somebody could scam you with the right scam. But how do you hear Abracadabra's magic internet money token and think? Yes. 10,000. That's a winner. Take all my money. Like, yeah. I just don't... I want to empty Is my savings account into... Danielle? Yeah. Yeah, that, probably. Right? That's, that that, could, that would be one way to get a bunch of dudes to <laughs> put their, their 401k into Abracadabra's magic internet money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it sounds as ridiculous as literally everything else that like uh, yeah. you know the wall street journal is like oh no this is real you should invest <laughs> yeah i mean well, I, yeah i mean like is tesla any make any more sense no, no. right you know and i like i mean i i lost like two whole bitcoins but that was at the time two do- like 20 bucks right dude and, dude and, and, yeah yes. and, 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 Matt, and yeah yeah and, Man, i, I and, have like and, heartburn no, just thinking about right? it right? <laughs> so, yeah. have, like, that would be like well, right now it wouldn't be, but like a month ago, that would have been like a hundred thousand, dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeez. Which, yeah, which you know is like, I mean, that was in like the, the Mount Gox crash. It was like one of the first Bitcoin, you know, like falling yeah. apart things. Which, and it's funny because I didn't. I only just realized this that Mount Gox stands for Magic the Gathering um online trade yeah uh, online exchange yeah. yeah oh crazy because it was Jesus. it was a That's, the the signs were there yeah it w- <laughs> yeah it was a um a site designed to uh like speculate on trade and uh bid on magic the gathering nice uh cards yeah i mean you know like what's the difference between bitcoin and pokemon cards right nothing 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 but at least you can hold a pokemon card <laughs> yeah. that's the fucking difference yeah <laughs> Instead, instead, you no, get something written on a blockchain. No, which no, says Pokemon cards are fiat currency. They're printed on <laughs> card stock. Yeah, you can just make more of them. I can defend my Pokemon cards with a gun. Right. That's the difference. I can call the police and say somebody stole my Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You can be in this house. We don't call the police. Po- we don't call the police in this house because <laughs> yeah, right, I'm a gun yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I defend my own Pokemon cards. Okay, I I would look another le- living, breathing, <laughs> like soul possessing human in the eye and say, "Someone stole my Squirtle." <laughs> And Before I'm, saying someone yeah. stole my ape, well, <laughs> my, my abracadabra magic internet money. Maybe that's the whole Token. thing they're they're uh, they're basing uh, it on is the um, the embarrassment that would come. It's like that. that, that I mean, bit that, that is a huge and, part of scam. Yeah, and, and that's how two smoking schemes. barrels. You ever yeah. see that movie? Yeah, they're trying to come up with like how to pay off the uh, the 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 gambling debt. And they're like, all right. So what we do is we take out a whole bunch of ads in the gay magazines for this specific like uh dildo that does like no what no other dildo ever did and we have everybody pay us like thirty dollars to this other company that's like got an unoffensive name and then we say oh sorry we couldn't get the right stuff in from china or whatever and we ship them back the, the uh the refund check in a really offensive name and then nobody cashes the check because they don't want to go to the, the bank and go through the embarrassment of like you know 
this really embarrassing name. Yeah. I mean, that's how a lot of MLMs and Ponzi schemes work, is they rely on the embarrassment of the people who lost out to not do anything about it. Yeah. Not seek damages. Since the revelation, sleuths have been working through accounts associated with Patron's known Ethereum address, uh, helpfully labeled by uh, Patron himself as Sifu.eth. Uh, Taylor Monahan, CEO of MyCrypto, revealed that an address that received 15,000 Ethereum, each Ethereum is like 2,000 bucks, I think, okay, right so now. That's a lot. Yeah, right. so that's a, that's a like, bunch of money. Yeah, $3 um, million? Dollars? Is that what that works out to be? $30 million? <laughs> 15,000? Yeah, yeah, 30 million? Okay, that's a lot. From uh, Quadriga CX's smart contract nearly five years ago, after Patron disassociated from the exchange, uh, was linked to the Sifu.eth address. Yeah, so this guy's just like, this keeps like, you know, like making different schemes and then taking a a little bit of money, or or, uh, quite a bit of money, right, off of an even larger pile of money, moving it to a different wallet and then going around and around and around. And this, this is just gonna keep doing that until there's like a law that you know that you could wrap around uh crypto to actually put them in jail i imagine unless if there isn't one already but but also yeah again yeah i think it comes down to a lot of people one not wanting to be embarrassed that they lost a bunch of money in a a scheme called abracadabra's magic internet money (laughs) right like that's one thing but also is that like a lot of people really believe i think it's a big part of the um like the 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 evangelism of crypto is that they don't want to, a lot of people don't want to give crypto a bad name right like they because they believe in it and well, so they yeah. don't they don't want to give it bad press by saying yeah. i got swindled same with yeah. tesla yeah right which is the same which is again yeah the same with tesla and the same with LuLaRoe. it was like you see this over and over again with all these different kinds of scams is that they bought into at some far distant beginning of this scam they believed in something that can that they want to preserve even as they know that they got scammed. And it, a lot of it is you think that it's your fault yeah. because you believe in the system so wholeheartedly that if you got fucked, then you must have done something wrong, something to deserve it. You, yeah. you weren't smart in your investment, whatever, whatever. I mean, and, and, or it's like, it's the same thing you see with like people who agree, who like realize that like a cop did something really bad but they still believe in police as an institution is, you know, you do the bad, you, you assume it's a bad apple. Right. And there's right. just like, like maybe uh, this was the exception. Yeah. Yeah. This was the, you know, yeah. Th- this person uh, is, is a bad actor in a great system or, uh, or even Elon if- made a mistake or, you know, like, right. You can do all these things yeah. to, to justify the overall project while um, also like admitting that you were scammed or something. Which then just, but the, but all the, what that ends up doing is just allowing further scams to happen in the future because it's all just a bunch of magic internet money. It scams all the way down, yeah. <laughs> so is anything going to happen to this guy? Of course not. <laughs> well, this guy is like twice convicted, right? So yeah. he's already, I think, pay, done jail time, right? Um, or I would have to assume, like, they, they put fucking Shkreli in prison for defrauding investors. Yeah, but that's something you can t- like. You can touch a pill. I don't know. Like to me, the fact that this is all well, th- it so wasn't even that ethereal <laughs> is part of what makes it like not like I don't know how I don't know I don't know how you enforce any of this shit. I haven't seen it, but there's a, a new documentary about about um, Shkreli that maybe we should watch and do a bonus episode on. I think it's called like Farmer Bro or something like that. But 
I, the the trailer I saw was interesting because it threw a new light on him that I hadn't like you know seen before. Which is to say, it seems like the whole arc of the story is to like paint what he did as sort of like he's the good guy like not necessarily the good guy he's a whistleblower yeah like almost like whistleblowing but like on himself while doing crime like he literally killed people right by like denying them this life-saving um you know medicine he was a horrible fucking human being but i think like at every opportunity when he had a public like a, a spotlight on him he'd like look the camera in the eye and be like i'm fucking you he'd be like this, this is, is legal. legal. Yeah. Like, you know, and like that point of it, um, as well as like buying the Wu-Tang album and then like not, you know, giving it to anybody. I think he was trying to make a meta argument about how fucked up the capitalism is and how fucked up like healthcare in a capitalist world is, but not necessarily as like uh, an independent actor trying to make it better. Almost just like, Hey, it's pretty fucked up. I can do this, right? Yeah. Pretty fucked up. Very, very, very Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. Except like if Andy Kaufman like literally killed lots of people by denying them life-saving medicine. I mean, if Andy Kaufman hadn't died himself, I wonder where that kind of comedy would have taken him. Probably into the Ethereum network exchange. If if Andy Kaufman were alive today, I have no doubt he would be uh, like a pretty bad guy <laughs> i don't i don't i don't, I don't, I don't think, think he think was his... a great guy when he was alive yeah so, yeah, yeah no that's true yeah. To yeah. Be... but no i think he, he probably he would be like he would be like a my pillow guy I oh think. yeah you think yeah. he'd be like a like a trump like yeah, could yeah. Be. i think he'd be an nft <laughs> yeah, it's not too late yeah no we, we, could, we, we could we could mint a cough coin yeah you know right now yeah, it's true cough coin uh oh man it was so funny i listened to the uh the trill billies podcast and they did a thing on uh bitcoin and they were trying to come up with um a, their own crypto uh-huh. and they chose uh datcoin you know nice. which is a great name turns out though that there's already a datcoin somebody minted it like very early on in like the whole like crypto mm. world and it's like worth like nothing there's like a hundred of them or something and basically just someone speculating on it but their idea of that coin would be there'd be one coin and everybody on the earth would get a certain percentage of that coin everybody <laughs> on the whole earth yeah yeah okay yeah. so yeah. it would get like a, a billion one eighth of a billion yeah of that coin okay and then you could spend you know it you know <laughs> <laughs> Functionally, that doesn't seem much different than having lots of coins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. Fine. Yeah, I, it was uh, a good episode. You yeah. should check it out. <laughs> uh, but finish this one first. Uh, the uh, um, uh, uh, I I think that if 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 crypto was ever going to work, it was going to be pot coin. That was like the perfect use case. It's like here you have like a real industry that makes real yeah. stuff that people want but don't do not have access to banking, banking. Yeah. yeah and so and, and that was it that was the thing where like obviously if it's gonna work if it's, it's gonna, gonna work, work that should be the thing that works and no one did it so like that's i don't know that seems like mm. a pretty well, i think good, that's our fault for I think being that, potheads who yeah didn't yeah i think they the were system. just too stoned to yeah, right like, yeah figure out the word fungible man, yeah you know <laughs> I just like look at my wallet it was like i don't where did the pot come no what's go. great is that you can just go to a <laughs> bank and, and talk to somebody yeah. and take they give you this thing that's called cash paper money yeah yeah and then you can just take that 
yeah. and go to the weed store yeah. but, but and just buy it with the paper. Right, but there the <laughs> issue was that like they would get they kept getting robbed. Yeah, because they they're the only of dollars ca- on hand. Is it, and, it's the like only they, cash like, business that still exists. Okay, yeah. better. There's a thing called a debit card. <laughs> well, this yeah. is the thing: the, ba- the banks wouldn't like do business with the like state legal things because they're worried about having Federal their laws. assets yeah. um like copped by the feds well i know that's true for credit cards but i do think that a lot of them you could use your debit card well yeah, that, yeah. Your, that, that's how they do it in massachusetts yeah, right? yeah. is like it, technically you're going to the atm when you go there and then yes. there's like a a cash box that like spits out cash that they just hold on to yeah 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 and and, and and you're it's right. Like, shit. Basically, like Square and other places, like especially nowadays. Like I went to California on my honeymoon, and like we bought like weed with my debit card, and like it was fine. Yeah, it was like not not an issue. But like in the very early days, as David was pointing out, it was like a huge problem. Like they, like when there were like the first legal dispensaries opening, they like couldn't do electronic like business with banks because ba- banks were worried about like. Literally, the Fed's doing, like, asset forfeiture on them. Well, fortunately, about 15,000 years ago, humans invented a thing called a token, and it's a physical thing that you can give somebody in exchange for something, Yeah, and we don't need to make them monkeys or something. (laughs) It's not necessary. I saw Gwyneth Paltrow has a- What, you're making a face at me? No, I I was trying to come up with a good joke. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gwen, uh, Gwen came, yeah. It has, has, has an eight. Uh, she's, has oh, an eight. She's, got, Her, she's Paris Hilton. Yeah. She's got a Gwen eight. Minted an NFT and gave, <laughs> gave one to, to Jimmy Fallon. Uh, to Jimmy Fallon's right. whole audience. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah they were and her a NFT weird is a cute little collage that she made out of her favorite things. Oh, wow. She made a little collage. Wow. Oh. I love Paris. Yeah. She's so cute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, oh, yeah, I, I saw that when... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow had her ape out or something. Yeah, Some, yeah. Someone on, uh, replied to her on Twitter. It was like, uh, did someone tell you you didn't make enough money to get onto the, like, life ship <laughs> or, or, or something? It's like, like, it just assuming all these all these celebrities with NFTs just, uh, um, like, are being held at gunpoint. Or like, you, oh, man. Like, you won't get on the arc, the climate change arc, if you don't, like, I saw, chill an ape. Yeah, uh, I saw the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse tweeted. He's like about to mint an M- NFT. Open to suggestions. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, perfect. Fuck. Perfect. Absolutely All right. Perfect. So I have a proposal. Okay. Yes, we mint an NFT. Okay. It's it's the statue from Monument Square. Okay. And now we own both an NFT and the statue in Monument Square. Oh yeah, because we got a line of code. Yeah. Right, exactly. Telling so us that we own it. Yeah. I'm thinking that could actually really pay off. And then if we sell the NFT, we still own the statue. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I can't see where this would go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how far you could get in that before someone's like, that's not yours. They're like, yes, it is. You know, like, how be long like, could you just argue? Like, just like show them the yeah. blockchain, be right. like, there just it is. Point, it's right there. Point, point at the code. We just stand outside of it with guns and yeah. we're like, prove it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll notice that we're defending this as our own property. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty ours. much how it works. Oh, or no, we could do it for uh, Washington Park. 
Oh, oh that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. We could just the change the locks. Do, we do need to take Washington Park for yeah, the people. We yeah. just change the locks. Yeah, change the locks and then and give uh, it to everybody except for the people that live on Washington Park. Yeah. We'll just we'll we'll, we'll do like I think a we carnival. Just take down the, we just steal you know? the fence. We just cut down <laughs> all the fence. No, you, no, you change the locks to a like a a, a near uh, range like chip, like a little swipey card thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? And then the your swipey card only works if you buy our NFT on the blockchain. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's going to uh, get very expensive very quickly. Yes. It'll be funny. <laughs> It'll be very funny. Do we want to get to... I, I, I say we should call this two wildflowers today. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, double them up. Double, double the wildflower, double the fun. I think we did two last week, too. We did. You know, it's a nice problem to have when you've got too much good news. So, uh, listeners might remember a few months ago, we covered the um, BLM protesters in Saratoga who were basically arrested like months after the fact for disorderly conduct and shit. Um, One of the protesters, Jamaica Miles, who was charged with both um, disorderly conduct and um, unlawful... In prison? Yeah, like kidnapping yeah. or some shit for like stopping a car yeah. that was about to hit them in traffic. Well, Allegedly. So, well, so what what happened was basically like, you know, it was a it was one of those protests where you hold up tra- traffic, which is an incredibly effective way to protest because it makes people pay attention to what you're saying. Um, and so oh, there were a couple of protesters who were blocking this one particular car and then uh, Jamaica Miles shows up after they were already doing it to join with them. And um, her attorney basically just said, like, the reason that she got picked out was because she was l- the loudest. She was, you know, the one who was chanting and and uh, and shouting the loudest. Um, and so the judge has ruled, city judge Francine Vero has dismissed the charges against um, Jamaica Miles because uh, she said that she was falsely accused and targeted by city police because of her race, which... Checks out. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. Um, so the the district attorney apparently tried to get her to plead down to just disorderly conduct, um, but she refused to plead down, which... Which is which is was, brave and and also increasingly necessary. I think. Yeah. I, I think like if if more people went to trial or whatever on on these uh, bullshit like suppression uh, charges, uh, like you, I, I don't know, something would happen. Hopefully. I don't know. But it is but it is incredibly brave. It's, to do that it's very it's brave. very risky. It, it, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. on her. Yeah. And like I'm really glad that this judge was you know good. Yeah. It's like I I think about judges all the time and how like fucked up it is that like one human being's like capricious um, emotions on that day like can have such an incredible impact on like the rest of like another person's like whole life like have you ever looked at like the judge uh, judy yes yeah it's really incredible <laughs> well i was gonna I'm say fan, the yeah. statistics yeah. about sentencing durations before and after lunch yeah 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 like a human being that gets cranky and and or feels more generous based on their physical biochemistry and whether they've had a delicious like yum yum lately <laughs> should not be able to fucking make a decision over somebody and like put them in a cage for an arbitrary duration like this is it, what a fucked up injustice system on its like 
just basic mechanistic <laughs> elements. You need to make you know? sure that these judges have a Snickers bar on hand <laughs> at all time. Your Honor, how are you feeling? Have you eaten lately? Uh, you look really good, but like I got these um, this lovely uh, baguette, uh, <laughs> buttered baguette that my wife made earlier, and you know, can I offer you some mini muffins? <laughs> They're delicious. Yeah, well, didn't Snickers have like a "you're not yourself when you're hungry"? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, That'd be funny if they did a, a one that was a judge, and then at, like the end of the commercial, they're like, "There is a study that shows." <laughs> it also, <laughs> also turns into like a like a. a, a There's like a 17 year old black boy and it, like standing before the court, and the judge is like, oh, uh, and, and then, transforms like, into a crying and then she baby. She reaches down yeah. and sees a, sees a Snickers, <laughs> yeah. takes a bite. She's like. Charges Her- dismissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this message brought to you by the Mars Corporation and the ACLU. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, so um, so yeah, good news all around. Uh, hopefully, the you know the district attorney is saying like basically the the judge's premise is essentially she wasn't the only one doing it, which is. Uh, I don't know how that's going to hold up in an appeal, but for now, anyway, it is good news. I mean, Jamaica Miles is a single mother of four children. Like, to be ripped away from her children for any length of time is absolutely inhumane and unacceptable, so. Hell yeah. That's where that is. Hell yeah. Wildflower number two? Where is it? All right. It's in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) So some folks may remember Biden saying on the campaign trail, um, I love ice cream. <laughs> he did say that once or twice. He told voters in New Hampshire in February of 2020, and by the way, no more drilling on federal lands, period. Period, period, period. Wow, that's a lot of periods. And then he that's, auctioned that's, off. That's, that's like how your parents text, you know, with all <laughs> <Yeah>. those periods. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, he, that. he says them out loud, and that's he interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then he auctioned off a bunch of space in the gulf of mexico which in his defense he said federal it's not federal land, land if it's been yeah. sold yeah well you know? and it's it's not federal land if it's in the water <laughs> yeah what's well, under the water it's certainly not land also but, but, <laughs> but i'm also pretty sure that they did auction off a lot of federal land for mineral uh rights also oh, man. i think they did i don't do know that. about that but this is on this is drilling so maybe yeah. it falls well, into a different category but um Anyway, uh, so (laughs) Republican attorneys, attorneys general in 13 states sued, and now a federal judge in Louisiana has blocked the order um, and ruled that the administration has to hold lease sales in the Gulf, um, must put a hold on lease sales that have already been scheduled, that have already been sold, and that it cannot schedule anymore. Sweet, sweet. Some Republicans sued him for selling federal land for mineral development? It, It would seem so. Wow. No, for, for um, not for mineral. This is for drilling. This is for offshore drilling. Sure, sure, oil. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Same shit. But uh, yeah, like oil uh, exploitation or uh, fossil fuel exploitation. Yeah. Um, Which also, by the way, yeah, Biden is approving more oil and gas drilling per- permits on public land than Trump did. Yes. Yeah. By, by like a lot, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh. Um. So. Period, period, period. <laughs> period. 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 But everybody has to remember that this is the most important election in your <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. And the fate of the fucking planet rests on your darkening that little circle with a Sharpie. And you got to go out there and fucking vote or die. And you know what? Yeah. I didn't vote. And so this is probably my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, it is. Because if Biden had gotten more votes and won by more, then he wouldn't have done it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Right. So again, as with the last, um, as with Jamaica Miles' case, this federal judge has said that uh, he has to, that the administration has to uh, evaluate how much these drilling projects will contribute to fossil fuel emissions. Okay, so... So I don't know if that sounds to me like it means like you just have to do a fake study that says it's fine. Or even one that says, yeah, it'll contribute. And now we're going to do it anyway. I'm doing doing some back of the envelope calculations. Um, Current fossil fuel use and extraction. Okay. More fossil fuel use (laughs) and extraction. (laughs) Carry the four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, my numbers are showing that this is going to increase. <laughs> but that's the more thing. fossil I, fuels means more, more fossil, fossil fuel. Hurt people hurt people. It hurt people. <laughs> um, but that's why I think like that. This okay. So they have to calculate how shitty it'll be and yeah. do it yeah. knowing that ha- like. I don't really understand what the point is. Well, well, um, if, if, if if as we all know, when a public official is found to be doing a hypocrisy, they stop doing it. They stop doing a thing. Oh, that really? Is, that yeah. has been borne out That's over and over works. again. Every so, time someone's like, "Oh man, you said this one thing, and now you're doing another," they're like, "Ah, oh, you got me." <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> At least this is holding back. The, this development, yeah. and hopefully we just get a Republican president in next time who won't do this. There you go. Since apparently that's, that's the way to go. That's Ugh. the way it's been happening. Ugh. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so kind of mixed a, a mixed wildfire. Yeah, that last a mixed one. wildfire. But I think it's good that at least it won't be happening Hey, uh, once again, soon. yeah. Judges, you know, the cause and solution to all of our problems. <laughs> <laughs> And speak and like just going back to the city judge thing. Remember, that's in most areas that's an elected position yeah. with uh, actually no no requirements. Yeah. So, so voter die, motherfucker. I mean, run for your local city judge, and yeah. then you don't need to don't know let about anybody go law. to jail. No, that seems that's just going to get in the way I, I, of your I, values. I truly believe that. Yeah. If you, you a law degree is should be disqualifying for being a judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we, need, we need people. You know, judging with their heart. Yeah. yeah. Not with their brain. Not with, like, fucking facts. Get that out of here. Put that thing away. Yeah. Uh, uh, The first episode of Phyllis Schlafly on Reaction is out. Oh, shit. By the time people are listening to this, right? Oh, shit. Uh, It'll come come out. It'll hit the main waves on Tuesday. Yeah. So, uh, it is already out if you're a patron. Yeah. Um, You've already got it. I hope that you enjoyed it, if you have listened to it. Fuck yeah. Episode two, which I'm going to record tomorrow is my favorite it's so good fuck yeah it's very exciting uh, if, if if you learn anything about anything if you learn anything from this new series of reaction on phyllis schlafly who is uh just like the queen of modern conservatism like if you learn anything from it it's just like just admire her tactics like just learn to admire this piece of shit monster woman <laughs> yeah like just like her hypocrisies Absolutely ruthless yeah her all, all of her hypocrisies all of her like r- yeah ruthless tenacity with like 
getting people on board, sh- making your enemy seem like a fool. Yeah. It's just all of it. Do it. Learn it. Be it. I mean, it's so is, it's so effective. This is always what I wanted reaction to be. Right? It was a a a school a school lesson for us leftists on yeah. you know how we lost the the hearts and minds of the United States voting populace in the last few decades. And, and we, know, not that voting yeah. is like what what we, we lost the argument. We lost the debate. Um, once Reagan came in, we've just been struggling to do anything meaningful since. So, you know, hopefully Phil Schlafly is a good lesson in all of that. Yeah. We got to have the Schlafly grind set. Yes. We got to yes. get up and, you know, you know, like first thing, 12 eggs, protein for your children. Shake. And this is all just for your children. <laughs> <laughs> she had a very interesting dietary regimen. Oh, yeah. But you'll hear all about it. In oh, I can't wait. I can't Schlafly. wait. So. Phil Schlafly, the original Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoyed Reaction to Come. Um, I hope you're enjoying real life. I'm back on my real life shit. Been putting out a ton of episodes for them. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And uh, check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ironweeds. Dollar dollar a month gets you uh, two bonus episodes. Yeah, we're we're in person now again, which we never said. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's very nice. It feels really good. Yeah, it's way you probably hear hear it in our voices. Yeah, it's way easier. (laughs) It's actually easier to edit if we're apart. But that's oh yeah, oh yeah. But that's okay. Wow, it's worth it. I can go to the other room or something. (laughs) No, I want to see your beautiful face. Uh, in the meantime, while we're down, you can follow us on Twitter if you'd like to. Ironweedspod. And you can find us on Instagram. Ironweedspod. And you can send us an email, why don't you, at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.